It is June 12th, 2019. Welcome to yet another episode of Mass, the Mike and A-Rod Sports Show. It is episode number 20. Yes. We made it to 20. I'm surprised. I think our, our goal is uh, 52 would be the year. Would That'd be, be nice. a one-year mark. That's yeah. the goal. Last, obviously, once a week. Uh, we are... Uh, here without the foot again, uh, we will be back in studio very soon. It's just been a, it's been a hellacious uh, time for the foot. So, um, but I mean, we're still keeping track here. We're still doing our thing. So, welcome, welcome to Mass. Uh, first things first, uh, we have a lot to cover this week. So there's really not a whole lot going on with my week. Uh, A-Rod, with your week, what was your series in bowling, by the way? Uh, I shot 581. Uh, It was was pretty bad. So the under hit pretty hard. I took a, well, I haven't bowled in a month, so it was trying to get, like, back into bowling. Well, how did it it feel? I mean, what, it was like like a month, right? Like a month before you threw? It hurt. Pretty bad, right? Yeah, it hurt. That's, yeah. Well, when you're out, when you're doing something... That you haven't done in a while. When you do it, you feel like, you know, 34 straight weeks. Then you take an entire month off and try to get back into it. Yeah. It's a lot of loosening up. I feel like the Tin Man. That'll get you. The Wizard of Oz. I need some oil. Good one. That's smooth. Yeah. Good good job. Thanks. Um, So, um, the under hit. We're going to go with another over under at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, real quick, uh, I just want to uh, give a quick shout out, just a few things before we get to the big stuff, because there is a lot of stuff that happened this week, yep. and there's a lot of things that are coming. So we need we need we need we got we got to talk about it with our with our uh, mascot in the background whining because she's gated. Yeah, she's not happy. <laughs> um, so uh, first things first. Uh, at, thank you, Nala. First things first. Out of the gate, Manny Machado's batting average is two. 38. Oi. Oi, caramba. That's bad. I'm going to look. That is so bad. I'm going to look. I'm going to try to pull off this blonde look. Nala, what are you doing? I'm going to try to pull off this blonde look as best as I can. I'm going to, well, I'm going to regrow my hair if I somehow do lose because I'm cutting it next week. I got it. Well, it's it's okay because, like, you're not cutting it completely down. You do need a haircut. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So... I don't. I didn't expect you to have long, flowing blonde locks. That would be nice. It would be nice, but I, I don't. I don't think your hair would grow that way. So, oh, I don't know. It, it's too curly, so you never know. I'm way too bald for that anyway. So it's got to be the beard. Um. So yeah, two thirty-eight. It's been a complete fucking downfall for Machado. So this bet is, uh, and we're getting closer and closer to the, um, to the at least timeline. So, which is All Star Break for those who don't know. Um, going, I'm, I'm now see right now. I'm hoping for uh, a resurgence. I mean, it's still predominant. It's still early in the season ish. So, um, there's still plenty of season left. So we'll see what happens. Maybe it's just a slump right now. But uh, I'm hoping for an early injury or something. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to wish that upon anyone, but I really don't want to go through that. Dying my hair process because I'm dying it on my face. It's well, a little different. Well, you don't want to be like the Toronto Raptor fans cheering when someone gets hurt. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, that that went over. That went over Ugh. pretty bad. That was so bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, but I mean, the good thing about that whole thing, not to get off topic because we got to move on, but Drake was pretty emotional when KD went down, which is a good showing by Drake. I, I feel could like say if that. you're like a true fan to like basketball or any sport, and you see somebody go down, yeah, you're gonna feel it. Especially, it's like a good series, and he was hurt to begin with, and they came back early, and he said go down, then it's bad. I mean, what I like, I mean, you and I are true fans of football. We'll talk about any f- part of football, but like, you know, we're huge Steelers fans. We're huge. We're huge Steelers fans. We hate the Bengals, but you know, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. Except for, like, I don't want to see anyone Vontae's get hurt. Perfect. Like, you know, that's that's the only fuck him. He's the worst. Speaking of Vontez Perfect, that's a good segue into my next um, thing. Um, Hard Knocks. Yes, I saw that announced. That the Oakland Raiders... It was, like, perfect. It's so good. They perfect. must be listening to us. Oh. Nala. Give me a second. So All right. You, you go do what you gotta do. I'll, I'll, I got it from here. I'm so excited. They must be talking about... They must be listening to the show. Because we laid out... It was, like, two weeks ago. We laid out some perfect scenarios for, for Hard Knocks. What we wanted to see. And, Jesus, man, that's... It's it's like the perfect time. It's the team fit all the criteria for Hard Knocks on HBO. How could you not go after a team that has Antonio Brown, Vontez Perfect, and a coach like fucking Gruden? Oh, it's gonna be so. And you, what's weird about it though? Now that A Rod's taking care of the dog, I'm here on a solo mission. What's what's crazy about this whole thing is that when you look at Hard Knocks and what they're saying about Oakland Raiders being on the show. All they're talking about... Welcome back, by the way. No, thanks. Yeah. All they're talking about is John Gruden being on the show. That's the only... It seems like the only thing that HBO is excited about. Or anywhere. But how can you How can you not be excited about guys like Antonio Brown? Guys like Perfect playing on the same fucking team? Fuck Perfect. Yeah, but like, that's that's some good TV right there, man. I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be a whole different Hard Knocks, too. I might have to watch my... For the first time, actually watch Hard Knocks. When I, I watched Hard Knocks last year when it was the Browns, and that is what kind of swayed me to get on the Browns kind of bandwagon there to kind of have I want them because I want the Browns to be successful. Absolutely, now. you know. But we're Steelers fans; it's hard to say. But I, you know, it's true. We want it. We want the Browns to be successful. I mean, and I think part of that was because of Hard Knocks last year. This year, though, it's a different Hard Knocks. I think anybody, if there's any team I would root for in the same division to do good, it would be the Browns because fuck the Ravens and the Bengals. Right. Right, 100%. I, de- I definitely agree with that. I'd want the Browns to do well, but we're not watching Hard Knocks this year to root for an underdog team. We're watching Hard Knocks this year to watch them plummet the Jersey the Shore style oh. drama. Yes. Desperate Housewives of Oakland. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be good. Do you think he gets into a fight? I think there's going to be multiple fights. There's a lot of big egos. Oh yeah. There's a lot of there's what are they they're trying to get a, a cultural team together which they they did but what kind of culture did they build, you know? Signing the most hated one of the most hated players in the league in Perfect. Signing the biggest crybabies in the league in Antonio Brown. And then he, And you have the uh, biggest fucking racist and Richie you know, Incognito. And Richie yeah, Incognito. <laughs> oh, and then you, and then you got the head coach who's like the most uh um I don't know. What I don't even for. know the word to describe him. <laughs> um, 
animated, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I can't wait. It's going to be so good. I am counting down the days till that comes out on HBO, man. It's going to be so good. A um, few quick things. Uh, I want I want to send prayers to David Ortiz. Yes. Oh, my God. That was such a... That's such a big thing. Did you watch the video? No, I haven't watched the video yet. So there's a video out. It's supposedly it's him. It's like it's like way on the top part of the screen. It's like a really shitty surveillance camera footage. Which surveillance camera footage? It's usually shitty. Anyway. It's usually shitty. So, but I I watched the video and you saw him. You saw him kind of up top get hit, but it wasn't really like it was. It was hard. It was still hard to see because you know you knew who it was. Yeah, I feel like, like he's done so much in, that, in DR. Like why would you go after him anyway? I don't, I honestly I don't I haven't heard of any intention or any you know what the deal was, but I did hear that he's he's going to make a full recovery. He's yeah. stable, so you know the Red Sox flew a plane down to DR to pick him up to bring him back to Boston, right? Where he had his second surgery, right? So so uh, shout out to to Big Poppy. You know it's 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 just. Sucky situation, but you know you have our you have our prayers and stuff. Yeah, that brings it's like the Kevin Durant thing. Like no matter Ugh. what sport, you don't want to see somebody get hurt. You don't. No matter what, no matter what kind of fan you are. Exactly. Like, you I know. I'm sure you have all these Yankee fans like rooting for Dave Ortiz to get better. As much as it hurts them, I'm sure they they root for. Yeah, him. but you also know that there are some Yankee fans out there who so are who are cheering that he got shot. You yeah. know, there's the other side of the coin on that. Just like in Toronto, in Toronto, when they cheered mm-hmm. when when KD got got walked off the court, it's those are the those are not good fans. I don't know. Anyway, um, prayers out to David Ortiz, man. Feel better soon. We're glad you're doing okay. Um, uh, one of the biggest storylines this week was the fucking women's national soccer team. Jesus, thirteen nothing. to nothing against Thailand, bro. Yeah, that was a what a what a fucking right massive. There. I think they, they scored thirteen goals, and that's the most. Uh, well, it they, took, they scored more goals than any women's team has scored, ever. Yeah, and I saw a ridiculous stat that the thirteen goals they scored, it took the men's national team four World Cups to get thirteen goals in total. That's sad. 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 Go women, men. Uh, Alex Morgan, I think, had five goals. Yeah, and that's tied for most in a single game by by a player, probably from the U.S. Women's National Team. I don't, I don't know who she tied with. Fuck them up, keep fucking them up, keep going. Ugh, imagine if every game was like that. Someone called it some Canadian woman called it classless. Them scoring thirteen. Well, it's not their fault that they scored thirteen. The other team. Fall for being that bad. See, that's a, see. I don't understand. Like most sports, like if you're up by a lot, you kind of ease up, and that's a sportsmanship thing. And Absolutely. I get that. I, yeah, I get but that too. If but if you if you're easing up and there's still opportunities for you to score, then keep fucking scoring. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like that's Just play that's, better. It's not. It's not. Some people say that like that's stomping on the throat of a person that's down, but I'm sure there's no mercy more. rule. There's no mercy rule in professional yeah. sports. Keep scoring. Keep keep showing your keep showing your medal. Just like because when if you ease up, you the know, Marlins won sixteen nothing. Do you think they right? They scored eleven runs in we one just, inning. You think they just kind of stopped yeah, at like six or seven? Stand runs? there and strike out, and not swing the bat. No, like come on, same thing. It's you play the game. You know, play the game the right way. In words of Herm Edwards, 
You play to win the game. Yes. No matter how big the, the margin is, Herm Edwards was a genius. Yes. Um, so, congrats on the women's national team. It's fucking huge. Go women. Go women. And that yeah. was our topic about soccer. Now, well, quick little thing. Congrats, Rafael Nadal, for his 12th French Open victory. That's insane. And you know what? He probably won a lot of people a lot of money. You know, oh, on, the, on the on the, I'm the sure he was so favored it was not even close. Yeah, well, I mean that's his twelfth. So, I mean he's he's going to be bound. He's going to be bound to be up in. Oh, he's a hall of famer without a doubt. Oh, that's hundred percent. That's a thousand. I'm gonna look up his record on clay. Um, I'm sure it's absurd. Hmm. He has. I don't even know. A lot. Uh, yeah, thanks. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me again. All right. <laughs> that's my that's my I'm waiting. Um so Oh he's ninety three and two career at the French Open. Ninety three and two and two. It's insane. Yep. He loves it. That's that's his that's, that's his, absurd. Uh, that's his tourney, man. That's absurd. Um so yeah, yeah, big congrats to him. Um uh, I think we should uh, get into the bigger stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Um, first things first, before we start, because I want to get this out of the way, because uh, I just I just can't wait any longer. Craig Kimbrell was signed with the Cubs. Yes. Like an hour after last week's episode. Yep. And we said the Cubs. We and yeah, we said the Cubs are actively chasing him. Um, and Keiko. <laughs> <laughs> Keiko signed with not the Yankees. Nope. Uh, Keiko signed with the Braves. Okay. Uh, you know, sucks to be a Mets fan with that, but because should have been us. But uh, should have been. But last week, a Rod, I mm-hmm. I said that the Yankees were going to sign him. You said the Braves, and who was right? You I was. were right. And so I owe is that you. like two for two on bets? I am. Well, I'm I'm right in a lot of our guilty or not guilties. Yes, but I think bet wise, I think I'm winning. And you're probably going to win a third one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you were right. So I owe you, sir, a shot. Yes. Which has already been lined up for me. Correct. So I'm just going to go ahead and just down this one. Cheers. What am I drinking, A-Rod? Jameson Distiller Safe. It's like an $80 bottle of Jameson. It's very smooth. It's good. <sighs> wow. Smooth. That is creamy. Mm-hmm. That is smooth as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dangerous. Wow, that's you know what? That's compared to re- obviously regular Jameson? To regular Jameson. It's not even close. Wow, that is rich. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I feel like a man now. <laughs> Good. I was once a boy. Now I'm a man. Get some hair. And in then Keiko signs a huge contract, and now I'm a man. Yeah, that's great. We've been talking about Craig, Keichel Dallas Keuchel, Machado, Harper. It's finally done. Okay, no one to talk about now. It's finally over. Uh, yeah, we have we have no one to talk about in baseball now. Well, except for you know the obvious uh, amazing Machado. Peter Alonso, who's yeah. already got twenty one home runs as a rookie. Stud. They're calling him the Polar Bear. How about Edwin Encarnacion on trade rumors, dude? 
They're all on trade rumors. Yeah. I think that whole team is on trade. I think rumors. there's a couple teams like the Astros, the Rays, and somebody else are looking for him. Looking for a big hitter. First baseman. I still I'm still tasting that shot, man. That was delicious. Good. Kinda want another one. No, it's alright. Alright. Um, we'll be doing a drunk show soon. We're going to schedule that. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> That'd have to be on a Sunday. It's got to be on a different day. That'd have to be on a Sunday. All right. Um, we have to do that soon because I am starting school on a, on Monday. Yes, I saw that. Congrats, yeah. man. Yes, I'm starting school. July 30th is my first day. Now, are you going to school in the morning or at night? It, in, it's during the day. It's in the morning. Okay. So I'll be going, I'll be at school Monday, Monday through Thursdays from like 7 o'clock to like 2.30. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. I'm excited and I can't wait. So Good for you. Yeah, man, I can't wait. Um, so if it's gonna be if we're gonna do a show like that, it's gotta be on a Sunday soon. Yes. Is my is my uh point mm-hmm. to that. So let's move on. I got some big stuff here. Because we got a lot of shit going on. Yep. Let's move uh, on to it. I wanna talk about the NBA. I wanna talk about tonight's NHL game seven. I wanna talk about uh just a real quick rundown. Um, today is also our second day of our fantasy, um, well, our third, because yeah. we did top 10. So today is our third day of our fan, our fantasy football analysis. Today's uh, position we are doing is the running backs. Yes. So this is a huge fucking show. Let's get down to it. First things first. The backs that keep on running. The backs that always run. First things first, what I want to do is I want to talk about the NBA, man. I want to talk about what's going on because there's a lot of stuff here and there's a lot of stuff that came out recently mm-hmm. that we have to discuss. First of all, uh, Game 5 was insane. It was okay? insane. Because the Raps had the whole game. And then Nick Nurse calls a timeout three minutes left for no reason. They were on fire and he calls that timeout. Right. And they were, they were. I don't, I didn't understand, I didn't understand the call. There was also a, a blown call on Gasol got fouled in like the last minute of the game and they missed it. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was a lot of things in this game. Uh, we should be celebrating a Toronto victory right now, in my opinion. We should. I mean, if you're going to go with that call on Gasol that wasn't called, you also got to go with that call that was called on Draymond that wasn't really a foul. Then he got tech- a technical for him freaking out about it because it wasn't a foul. Meanwhile, they showed the replay, and all the announcers covering it said, that's not a foul. What, the one on Draymond? Yeah. Right. That wasn't even close. Like, I even touch him. I don't know how you call that a foul. Um, I, 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 I was watching most of the game. I was also working, so I was kind of in and out. Um, but from what I saw, Steph Curry was taking a lot of Hail Mary shots. Yep. That's Steph what Curry does. was, he was, he was kind of, he wasn't really playing basketball more than he was trying to draw a foul. Throughout the whole game, it seemed. And it kind of, I think that's the reason why the Raptors had the most of the game on their side. Yep. So, um, and plus, you know, we got we got to talk about KD going oh, down. Man, I was happy to see him come back. It? Yeah, I saw the video, bro. Yeah, it's not good. It explode. His whole calf explode. Like he doesn't have a calf. He doesn't have. Like he barely legs. has a leg. It's, like, it's, it's just muscle. They're paper thin, but like literally, like bro, he's like a skeleton of somebody with all their the muscles and tendons. That's all he is. It's literally just muscles, tendons. But bro, that video. Yeah, it's bad. It's it expl- his calf, his right calf exploded. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was bad, and it was it was one of those things where, as a Knicks fan, I'm watching it, and you know I'm all excited that he's back on the court. Then that moment happened, and now I'm just I don't know I don't know what to think anymore. 
Right, Nala? I agree. She, she definitely agrees I with agree that. I agree with that. Pff, bro. I don't know what to think as a, as a, as a Knicks fan watching that. Like, I'm, I'm trying to watch a good... I'm trying to watch, you know, the finals. Yeah. You want to watch a, a good series. But the, uh, yeah, exactly. But at the same time... You don't want to see that. With That's all bad. this speculation of KD going to the Knicks and everything like that, him being healthy... Before we started, I showed you that video. Yeah. There was uh, how Knicks fan be like, and it was literally... Kevin's mom from Home Alone screaming. Oh my god, that's hysterical. <laughs> um So I don't know, man. I don't know if this this has this changes the whole dynamic of, of the situation going forward into the offseason. Um well, but then he had Kyrie opted out of his contract. Yeah, I have this here. Kyrie uh Kyrie Irving declines a twenty one point three million dollar option with the Celtics, which means he's going to free agency. Is he going to get the twenty one point three million in free agency? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I could, I could see that, but should where? he get it? Yeah, I don't know where. Suppose he was looking at the Nets. Then I think he was talking to Fat Joe or somebody and try to get him to the Knicks. Um, well, now that KD, now now this Achilles injury um, at the longest, the longest amount was like three hundred and fifty something days. Before someone came back from an injury like that, and that was—I uh, forgot who that was—but um, the shortest amount was like two hundred something days. So there's going to be a very long extended absence of KD. Yeah. Regardless of whether he fully heals, you know, whatever, whatever the recovery time is. But with that going forward, I think Kyrie is even more of a target for the Knicks. I also have here that the Knicks. Came out and said that they aggressively pl- that they plan to quote unquote aggressively pursue Kyrie Leonard or Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, that'd be that'd be nice. They'll change the whole team around. It's like it's like him or Durant. They'll change the whole team. The Knicks have the most cap space to work with. They have the most money to play with in the coming off season. Why not go for one of the best players in the league in Kawhi? Why not go? Why not go? Why not sign a Kyrie? Also, also depends where Anthony Davis goes too, or what he does. Anthony Davis, speaking of him, um, just came out recently <coughs> that the Nala. thank you, Nala. Nala, the Lakers and the Celtics just let her out. Okay. Yeah, just let her out. Uh, the Lakers and the Celtics have officially engaged in Anthony Davis trade talks. Um. I don't know the I don't know the details because uh, I just saw that today. So I know the Celtics have a lot to give. Hi, Nala. You're not getting this. Ah, you you cry and you whine. You get what you want. You spoiled rotten. You're not getting your treats though. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, let's let's yeah let's close that. So yeah, good job. All right, anyway, so Celtics and Lakers are officially engaged in Anthony Davis trade talks. Um, I don't know the details about it. I know the Celtics, like I said, the Celtics have a lot to give. So uh, I don't fully know. But I think they're young, though. They got a lot of young t- people on the team, like Rozier, you got Tatum, you got, I don't know, Hayward. Al Horford's going to become a free agent, too. Yeah, and um, 
Um, the Lakers, too, have... Well, I know it's like LeBron at the Lakers, and it's LeBron and everyone else. Yeah. But there are some things that the Lakers have that are really good that they can offer as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I know um, uh, you, you told me about Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, is, is Ingram, being, yeah. and their fourth pick for Anthony Davis. That's That would be... I mean, you know what? Why That'd not? Be ideal that for would, them. That would be fine. But... And they get Zion on top of that? And the fourth pick. So... So they would that would actually be a pretty decent trade. Although I wouldn't want to, I don't want to see Anthony Davis on the Lakers. Me either. But um, so there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of shit going on here in the NBA. Uh, in the next in the next couple of weeks, it's really going to start shaping up, especially when um, the finals are over. Yeah. Then we'll really start to hear about off season um, predictions and all that stuff. So we're going to get into it more then, but. Um, game five was crazy. Kyle Lowry missed. He thank just, God he couldn't um, couldn't become hero. He couldn't couldn't be the hero in Toronto. The ball should never been in his hands. It shouldn't have. And it was it. I mean, it was just it was just way off. Like it wasn't even. Hey, you tried though. Yeah. You know, you get you get a participation trophy. Um. So. Moving on from the NBA, game six is tomorrow at nine o'clock at the Oracle. Should be good times, man. I'm hoping for them to get their first win in or- in Oracle in the finals this year. Throwing two at Oracle. Right. So, I feel like, though, if you have, like, like you can't have Durant come out, you just had surgery. But, like, something, they'll be, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll win this for Durant. Yeah, I think, I think Durant going down, like, if he's just officially down, you know, I think this kind of kind of kicks him in the butt i mean i i I can't say that this win this game five win gave them momentum because it wasn't really a momentum booster but i think they have it just gave an extra boost on something to win for right yeah it kind of it kind of put on now you have the three-peat and you have um give kd the ring yeah you know before he leaves um so we'll see. Uh, tomorrow's game six is going to be uh, very good. It's going to be at the Oracle. Should be it should be a good time, man. But the Raptors know how to win at the Oracle. So um, what's the line on that game? Let me check before. No, let's sit down. Um, I, I'm sure it's like, I think they're minus three. Oh, I mean that's. I mean it should be close at this point. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. Let's go. Let's go Golden State. I don't know, man. I'm kind of pulling for the Raptors. Uh, it's yeah. it's good. Two and a half. I'm kind of pulling for the Raptors. As long as much as I want to see the three, I mean, it doesn't really matter to me personally. You know, as much as as much as I would want to see a three peat, you know, the Raptors. That's a team that you don't normally see in the finals. I mean, it, w- it would be nice to see them win their first one. Either way, I mean, well, do you think now? Do you think if actually no, they can't if. If he retired, then yeah, he would go to the final game. But obviously, it would be nice to see Vince Carter there. That's yeah. What about Chris Bosh? Yep. But I mean, either you know, way, he retired either Miami, way. Miami Heat. Um. So yeah, game six tomorrow at nine at nine o'clock at the Oracle should be good times. Uh, moving on, the one of the craziest things. Yep, that's why I didn't hey. wander out here. No, stop at the bottom. Give me that. Come here. Come here. Okay. Nope, she's looking right here. <laughs> Sorry for the... Uh, I don't know. 
If you can really hear a pain in my the, ass today. I don't know if you can hear the chewing, but... Oh, you can hear it. I can hear the headphones. That's loud. Why don't you... I don't even know. Oh, well. That's our mascot. Where's Lindsay when you need her? <laughs> um, so, moving on. I want to move on real quick uh, to the... <laughs> No, come here. That is un. That is not even. That's not even silent. That's not even like. You can't even fake that. Give me your fucking. Good girl. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try again here, to move on. So what I'm doing, uh, I I would like to talk about the NHL, uh, because. One of the craziest games um, in sports today. I mean, it's any any game seven is big, but tonight, June twelfth, man, it's gonna be insane. Game seven in hockey. Blues fans will remember it forever. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping. Just like they'll never forget this episode. Here's here's the here's here's the thing. Uh, tonight is tonight is game seven. Uh, is it is at eight o'clock? Uh, it's at eight p.m. It is in Boston. They're favored, obviously. So minus yeah. like one seventy five. Yeah, Boston. Uh, to me, talk talking about talking about Golden State and the Raptors and how it wasn't really big momentum shift. This is a different story. Boston has a huge momentum going. Oh yeah, they have huge momentum going into this game. If Marchand, no, is it Marchand? It's someone. It's one of them. Brad, Brad Marchand. Yeah, if he scores, they don't lose. Here's the thing, and I have, I have the, I have the note here. Um, the Bruins have the momentum going into Game Seven, but uh, uh, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and uh, David Pasternak, those three guys in that huge line that mm-hmm. they have, they've only scored one goal in the last six games. They've only scored one between the three of them. They've only scored one goal in these finals. But Krejci has zero points this entire finals. Right, zero. Yeah. So I mean, looking at just that stat, and they're still going to Game Seven. That says a lot about the rest of that Bruins team and how complete they are. So it's it's a it's an I I think tonight it's going to be hard to watch because it is such an uphill battle for St. Louis. But. Yep. It's gonna be t- it's gonna be a tough game. It's what? gonna be a really tough game. Let's go Blues. Well, yeah, let's go Blues. Um, the Blues, um, some some good thing. I I of course I'm going of course I'm going for the Blues here. Uh, I because I just don't want to see Boston win. I just really don't. I don't think but, anybody wants to see Boston win. Um, the big thing about the Blues tonight, you are getting uh, Ivan Barbashev back after his game six suspension. Um, which I think played a huge part in them losing Game Six, um, but him being suspended Game Six for the penalty, mm-hmm. uh, he'll he will be back tonight, and I think that plays a huge part because he will be back with a huge vengeance tonight in Game Seven. I think the only way the Blues win this game if they score on the power play because they are pretty bad on the power play right now. They're like one for like twenty. Their 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 power their penalty killer is not bad. No. They haven't given up many. They haven't given up a lot of goals. Well, they've given killing. up seven, eight goals. Not in the fun. Not in, in the, the power. Not in these finals. Mm-hmm. In these finals. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Oh. Then stop it. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> the fuck you I th- doing? I think they're like seven for twenty. 
Something like that. I mean, oh, yeah, but seven seven for twenty. That's more than thirty three percent. Is I mean, it's not. It's compared, not compared to five percent. It's not horrendous. One but. for twenty or seven for twenty. That's the that's what the Blues are one for twenty. Oh, then that's pretty horrendous. Yeah, five percent. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind then. Five percent to thirty-three percent. Get your shit together, man. Um, I'm looking forward to watching Bennington versus Rask. Rask, of course, is one of the best goalies to play the game. Um, but Bennington's been a wall with some t- with some kind of until last game. You know, but if they score early, then the Blues are in trouble. Here's the thing: I mean, you could go, you could go all Joe Buck on this and say that this is a must-win game. Fuck Joe Buck. <laughs> Obviously, it's a must-win game. It's Game Seven, <laughs> right? Um, Last game here, Brent can't hold anything back. Can't now. hold anything back. Um, but uh, having uh, having Bennington, the whole thing that the Blues need to do because they're playing in Boston, it's a huge thing. They need to keep stopping Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak, but they need to they need to utilize their they need to utilize their hot hands right now. Ryan O'Reilly is a beast. Yes, he is. Vlad Tarasenko is a beast. He's been quiet though the last two games. The last two games, yeah, but I think it could be it could be his time if they're going to really go for O'Reilly, then Tarasenko needs to step up his game. Plus, you do have Barbashev coming back, who's another big player who can bring a lot to the ice. You know, and he's coming off a suspension, so you know he's got some fire under his ass oh, right yeah. now. So, I think those players need to keep on the pace that they're on. Obviously, Tarasenko, he's one one of my favorite players. He's one of my favorite players in these playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs. But he's one of my favorite players throughout the playoffs. But the finals, he's been kind of eh. Mm-hmm. I need. He's got to be the one to step up the, his game. To be the, the leader, he needs to. Yeah, he needs to take on that leadership role. That or um, what's his name? Pietrangelo, whatever his last name is. Petrangelo? Or Stormquist? No, Petrangelo, something like that. The captain. Yeah, he's got to step up. But it's 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 been all it's been all Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, it's been he's been carrying he's been carrying the offensive he's been carrying this team offensively on his yes. back. Yes, he, he's been on fire the past like three games. So I think he has like three goals in. A goal in each past three games, or two goals, or three goals. Yeah, he's been he's been nonstop studly this this entire this this entire these entire finals. She's thirsty. Yeah, she's really going to town on that. You thirsty, Nala? You all right, girl? Come here, baby girl. Good girl. So yeah, tonight game seven, I will be I'll be definitely tuned in, man. I can't wait. I cannot wait to watch it. I'm gonna watch it during bowling. So it's gonna be such a good time. So, uh, game seven in every sport is really good, but I feel like in hockey, man, game seven in the finals, bro, it's just, it's just, that, it's watch it going to overtime. Oh man, it's oh, be so good every because it's, it's a continuous overtime. There's no stoppage. Like there's no commercials. Right. There's nothing. Right. Of course. Oh, that'd be insane. Uh, going going into this game, you got you got to remember, man. There's no game after this. This is win or lose. Leave it all out on the ice. Yes. So. These players are going to be fighting their hardest. It's going to be such an insane. I mean, these hockey playoffs, the whole playoffs have been nothing but crazy. Yeah, they've been nothing but good. I, I just hope they like don't start slow because I think they don't. Nobody wants to make a make a mistake. 
It's sort of bad. And I feel like that's what it would, that's what it would be. I feel like like um, like the end of the second, the entire third period is what is going to be what, depending on where the game's at. Can I bet on the periods? I'm going to take the under on the period. I think it's it depends like, depending on where the game's at going into the third period. That's when you really want to glue your eyes to the screen. Over under five. I don't think the money line. Um, game props. Let's see. Nope. Correct score. Futures totals. Periods. There it is. Um, hmm. I don't know. First period. Over. Oh my god. Over a half. It's minus four thirty-five. Wow. So they're saying they're going to score. Under is plus two ninety. So there goes five bucks. Five dollars forty cents. Going on the under in the first period. The trend, though, the trend in, in nailed it. The trend, the trend for these finals have been scoring early. Yep. So, I'm hoping not zero zero fucking first period zero zero. We'll see. Um. Okay. Game seven, huge game seven. Obviously, it's it's huge. It's game seven tonight at eight o'clock. They're gonna be playing in Boston. It's gonna be fucking huge. Come on. St. Louis. Yes. Break the streak of no St. Louis team to beat a Boston team in any sport in the finals. Championship, whatever. Yeah. Cannot freaking wait. Should be good times. Okay. Now. A message from our sponsor. We've we've covered a lot of stuff. Um, A message from our sponsor. Um this show and we've covered a lot of stuff I totally forgot about sponsors yeah there's been so much stuff to talk about plus we got our mascot here causing such a stir in this show I know it's just killing me it's just it's crazy we got making bets and we're taking shots such a crazy this whole craziness is brought to you by There's Always Room for Dessert mm-hmm. which is a fast and growing continually growing baking business ran by Crystal Flynn. You can find There's Always Room for Dessert on Instagram and Facebook at There's Always Room for Dessert NY. Uh, she does everything, um, full table spreads, as well as individual uh, individualized specialty cakes, cupcakes, whatever you may need for your event. She can hook you up. And she's great. She's great priced. Uh, there's Always Room for Dessert NY at There's Always Room for Dessert NY on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I'm sorry. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram. I'm really fucking this up today. Yeah, I'm really fucking this up today. Um, check her out. Her name is Crystal Flynn. She will definitely hook you up, man. She will She will definitely hook that up for you. I'm still waiting for you to bring some on a Wednesday, you fuck. Yeah, but you you know what? You had you had a cupcake at the St. Patrick's Day so? Parade. How much do you, eat? do you eat? Honestly, not that much. Is she baking right now? Um, has, has she been busy? Past couple weeks, she's been she's been she's been predominantly busy, but she hasn't really had a lot of extras. Well, she's been she does, she's been pretty she, good with portioning yeah, when she does have extras. When she has extras, yeah, exactly. All right, whatever. I'll think of Arod first. Besides myself, jerk. Which most likely it'll be gone by the time it gets here. Anyway. I fucking hope not. I'm gonna just text Crystal myself. <laughs> you might as well at this point. You can't rely on me. No, yeah. clearly not. This show is also. Brought to you by Sponsored by Burning Hour Designs. It's a hundred percent all natural soy candles. Can't be beaten. You got some great scents like lavender vanilla, you got some cappuccino, espresso, you got some birthday cake, Mike's favorite, 
all you white girls' favorites, some pumpkin spice latte. Yay. Yay. Basic bitches. Can't be beaten. She does big candles, small candles, party favors, anything you need. Get some custom labels. They are to die for. You can put anything on them. And you got Father's Day coming up. You know, I'm sure he doesn't like candles. But it doesn't hurt to try. Because who doesn't like a good smelling man cave? Right? You can't. It's, it's better than... It's better than farts. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever, whatever. else guys so do you get, when they hang out. So you can find her on Etsy. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook. Go to Etsy.com slash shop slash Burning Hour Designs. If you go to the store, enter promo code Mass Podcast, and you spend $40 or more, you get 10% off. It's a steal right there. That's probably like That's a good, deal. good four or five candles. Solid. I wouldn't mind my man cave smelling like pumpkin spice latte. Exactly. Well, I'm sure she's got other scents. She's got plenty of other scents. So... Just do it. Look her up on Facebook, Lindsay Knapp, or Burning Hour Designs on Instagram and Etsy. Yay. Good shit, man. Boom. Now, it is time for round three. Yeah. You ready? Ready. I'm so excited. This is, to me, it's um, it's one of, the, one of the biggest positions. We are doing um, a... Th- um, multi-positional part every week we're doing a different position last week we did quarterbacks it was uh, a huge episode i and re-listening to that um I, we nailed it we did nail it and i've gotten nothing but good feedback so, i've gotten zero feedback so stud no one really talks to me about it you are just contributing fuck <laughs> i try but you know fuck well this week uh, we are doing the illustrious position, the very rare position in fantasy, um, the early on stages of what you should be drafting in all fantasy football drafts, in my opinion. Well, yeah. Um, we're doing running backs this week. Oh, they're going to say kickers. Uh, well, it was that or defenses, okay. which is going to be a very painful episode. Um, well, we we get to make the Cody Parker reference a bunch of times. We can. Yeah, we could definitely so. do that. Pretty much draft anyone from Chicago. Kicking wise, they can, they can kick better than yeah. No thanks. Anyway, I think I can kick better than them. I, I should try to. I should did that try. You should have did that challenge. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, again, we are going off of ESPN. We are going off the great um, uh, mecca of fantasy himself, Matthew, Matthew Barry's um, personal list here. Well, um, before you say who number one is, we all should know it's guaranteed probably Sa- Saquon Barkley. Number one. Is Saquon Barkley. Hands I mean, down. there's no question about it. Um, I have no question marks with Saquon. I have no... Me either. I, I have am. nothing. He's He is the only one in New York, um, in the, on the Giants, we'll say, because there's two New York teams, technically. New Jersey teams, New Jersey but whatever. Teams, but whatever. Um, he, is the, he is the one shining light on the Giants that I can see as any type of number one or top three or top... Fo- Fantasy wise, yes. Or, Fantasy wise, it, or it, yards wise, anything on that team. Yeah. Here's a, here's the thing with Saquon. He's a big he's a big dude. He's built like a house. Saquad, that's his name. Saquon. No, I know Saquad because quads are fucking huge. Oh, I see. Oh, uh-huh. oh, that took me a little while. I see what you did there. Fucking monster quads. Um, this guy is he's fast. He makes fast people look not fast. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> um. He, and he has hands he can catch out of the backfield, which is pretty much, if you watch tape from last year, 
most of the games that the Giants played, Eli Manning had a lot of struggles, in, especially in like especially in the late in the game, fourth quarter, anything, anything like that. When doesn't Eli have struggles? Of course, but for all you Giant fans out there, knowing think he's the greatest thing ever, right? Exactly. Guys, I'm ranked in the top thirty. And you're not going to have much success with Evan Ingram as a tight end to dump off to. You also still got Golden Tate there, so right. You have Golden Tate there, but that's not going to. Golden Tate is supposed to replace Odell, which is not going to happen. Nah, it's not going to happen. Nope. I mean, there's decent receivers in New York. Don't get me wrong, but Evan Ingram is not really a dump off type of receiver. He's more of a, a vertical threat as a tight end. So the only person that you have, the Saquon, is Saquon, which is perfect for him being number one. And this is PPR, by the way. Every ranking that no we matter do, every PPR, week is PPR PPR or not, like he's still number one running back. Period. They're going to hand it off to him a lot. I hope so. They're going to hand it off to Saquon a lot. If you have the number one pick in the and you have, if you have yeah. the number one pick in in the, in any fantasy draft, and you don't take Saquon, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You know the only thing that'll stop this train is some crazy injury. Yeah, if you which again, pre-season. I don't see it happening because I have there's no in, there's no there's no injury concern here. Nope. He's a he's hel- he's a healthy horse that'll keep running and running and running. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, of course, but. He's got no question marks. Number two on this list is Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Agreed. I agree with it. Because, like, Saquon, he's a monster running back who could run for a lot of yards, but he can catch out of the backfield, too. But I also think I also think that the Giants are more well-equipped through the air than the Giants are. You said Giants are more equipped than the Giants. Uh, the Cowboys are more equipped than the Giants. Excuse okay, me. Gotcha. The Gi- the the blah, blah, blah. the Cowboys are more equipped in the air than the Giants are. And they have a better. They have a better offensive line. Of course, yeah, of huge. course they do. Um, which uh, do I, I do I think Dak? I I think Dak is a better quarterback than Eli, but I also I think no question he's a yeah, better there's, quarterback. There's no, but um, I think they're they're also equal in that they're not as consistent. True. Which I think makes these two running backs, Saquon and Zeke, number number one and two, respectively. Yep. Just because of the inconsistency of the quarterbacks. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, they, he does have a better offensive line to run behind, but there are more options through the air for the Cowboys for Dak. So yeah. I think it's going to be... Sa- which is why I think Saquon is number one over two. Oh, over Zeke. I, no, I agree. Um, there's more opportunity for Saquon than there is Zeke, but when Zeke gets the ball, he's he's, he's running. running. Yeah, um, he doesn't catch as many passes as Saquon does, though. No, but, but yeah. I think I I think Zeke could have more yards on the ground than than Saquon does. Oh, absolutely, he was the leading rusher last year, right? So so I think he could he could he could do the same thing this year. Although I think Saquon's going to have more through the air. There's no question. Oh yeah, without a doubt. There's no, there's no question mark for me, for me at Zeke at two. So, number, number three. three. Now three and four for me could be, could be easily be flip flop because they're kind of the same. I'm gonna guess Kamara and McCaffrey. Yes, but it's actually switched on here. Number three is Christian McCaffrey. Well, he's a solid runner and he'll catch 100 balls in a season. Now, yeah, ex- uh, that's 100. percent Christian McCaffrey is like, he's Cam Newton's like f- favorite. Favorite guy there, yeah. like he's like, like the glued, target, glued to the hip. Right. There's really not much. I mean, there are some kind of option. Everyone's saying that there's a revamped cam this year. Stop. Yeah, I know. Stop. I I don't I don't I don't see it either. But 
going into the season with the way that Christian McCaffrey was last season, and he was injured for a little bit. He did have a little injury. Yeah, I think but he was out like a game or two. He's still if I remember correctly, I don't know nature. if that's true. I just was, I remember him having some type of injury, whatever. Um, hi, La, hi, Nala. Um, Christian McCaffrey being number three to me, I would actually put Kamara at three over over McCaffrey myself. Because I feel like the offense is better in New Orleans than uh, Carolina. Yeah, no, and I, like like I said last week, uh, the Saints they're out for blood. Yeah. So, and the fact that now there's no um, there's no um, Mark Ingram, mm-hmm. it's it's the Kamara yeah, show. Like, like I said, when once Ingram came back last year, Kamara's touches declined like heavily. Right, and when Ingram was out last year, Kamara was the was the number one running back. He's playing like thirty points a game. Right. So, yeah. if they're going to continue the trend, if New Orleans continues to roll with this, I I personally, these two, you can go either way, but um, you can you can go either way with, with Kamara or McCaffrey, but uh, I would personally put Kamara third over McCaffrey fourth. Yes. But, I mean, either way, these two, they're going to catch a ton of passes out of the backfield. I wouldn't be upset with either one of those at three or four, so... If you had the third overall pick, Zeke and Saquon are gone. Who are you taking? PPR, obviously. Um, mm, I would, honestly, I think I would take McCaffrey. I would go Kamara. Yeah. I would. I, I would. I would go Kamara only because I think Kamara has a better quarterback. He has a better leadership. Oh, absolutely. You know, and he knows what it's like to run the offense by himself without Ingram. Now that Ingram's not there, he's got to shoulder the load more. I would probably go Kamara at three, at three. Yeah, but either way, those two flip flop. Either way, you're 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 gold. Either way. Yeah. No question marks two on studs. top four. Here is here's where it gets dicey. Number five on this list is David Johnson. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. No. I I no. I can't I can't agree with this. I can't stay healthy. If you're out for a year with a thumb injury, come on, give me a break. It's not just the health thing. It's it's also the team. It's Arizona. They stink. They stink. And Kyler Murray's a rookie quarterback. Um, they don't have an offensive line. How's that? <laughs> no, how's that bone? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> Wipe out. I love them. I love our mascot. She's so good. Um, yeah. So all right. So number five is David Johnson. Um, like I said, it's it's Arizona. Kyler Murray's a rookie uh, rookie quarterback, which personally everyone's so high on, and I don't know why. Eh. I don't know why, but I don't think he's going to show that leadership. Yes, David Johnson's going to get a lot of touches. Don't get me wrong. Well, maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I don't know, but I I'm confused because there's a lot of names that well, we're, there's a lot of names on here that we're going to discuss that I don't know. It, I don't I don't see them lower than David Johnson, but apparently Matthew Barry does. I I just David Johnson had a, he had a great couple years. He was he was the best running back at Absolutely. one point, but that was also hurt. two years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. And then he went down with the injuries. He hasn't been the same since the injury. Nope. 
but with the whole quarterback controversy between Josh Rosen, now Kyler Murray, I don't know what to think. There's no offensive line there, really. I mean, they kind of addressed it, but... They have Marcus Gilbert, that's about it. There's too many question marks here for him to be in the top five for me. I don't. I just. I don't. If you're. If you have the fifth. If you have the fifth pick, the first four already already went. You have the fifth overall pick. I would. I'm not going David Johnson. I'm no, just not. I wouldn't either. I'd yeah. probably take number six, whoever that is. Number six on this list is Melvin Gordon. Mm. Which. Mm. Here's can't say, he can't stay healthy either. He can't. He can't stay healthy. But I think he's better suited than David Johnson only because. Um, Philip Rivers is his quarterback. Um, Philip Rivers is older and he's a little slower. It's a better offensive line. Agreed. They have better weapons to go to. So it's not like every defense is going to swarm David Johnson. Because that's really like they have Larry Fitz, but Larry Fitz is also older too. Plus, they're going to swarm David Johnson. As, and, they, as they should, and I think Arizona is going to try to work this it's towards it's Kyler Murray more. the line the entire time, right? And I think Arizona is going to run a more um, shoot first, ask questions later offense with Kyler Murray. They're going to try to get that rookie magic. Well, who knows what Cliff Kingsbury is going to do with that offense? So you never know. You you, you never truly know. But I, I from what I'm seeing, from what I'm for, from what I'm vibing from Arizona, I think they're going to move towards that. But. I would take Melvin Gordon over David Johnson only simply because there hasn't been a lot of changes in the Chargers organization. They're going to run the same offense. And when Melvin Gordon was healthy, Melvin Gordon was fucking playing. He was. But so, how many games did he miss last year? I don't, I don't remember. But he, he, missed, he, missed, he missed a handful of games. So, But as long as he stays healthy, I mean, there's no, there's no... If he stays healthy, there's no doubt in my mind, Melvin Gordon's the guy. I would still take Melvin Gordon over David Johnson. I would take that risk anyway. I still want to put him in the top five, though. David Johnson or Melvin Gordon? Both. Both, yeah. Number seven on this list is another shock to me. Is Todd Gurley. I mean, healthy, he's top five. Not healthy, he's not top ten. A, a healthy Todd Gurley is easily top five. Quality. Easily. Because there's no, there's no one else really back there. No. No more meatball back there there's no more meatball to rely on but his knee is a continual issue and the rams have came out and they, they've come out and said oh that it's an issue it's an issue it's an issue so i'm actually predicting more of a jared goff heavy offense than a todd Gurley heavy offense regardless if todd Gurley's healthy or not they're going to protect his knee and they have more freaking weapons on the receiving core than they do running the ball so I'd rather trust right. it in my receiving core than rushing it and getting him hurt even more. And we all know this is a passing league, but the run the running back position is so heavily um, it's so heavily favored in front of fantasy drafts because they're so rare. There's only a few certain running backs that can really carry your load. Yeah, there's a lot of wide receivers that you can draft, but there's only like a handful of good running backs. Todd Gurley for me is one of those good running backs. But he's just he's got to remain remain healthy and be and still be consistent. Well, you got a solid offensive healthy, line. There's healthy no, there's the nothing worth there. That's my biggest question mark with Gurley. Seven may, seven is a good spot for him here because he would be lower if it's really bad. Yeah, but he would be higher if he's healthy. So seven's like a good average. Right in the middle. Um, but still, haven't heard many names I agree with after the fourth. 
Yeah, I don't like fourth or fifth, so. Number eight on this list is Joe Mixon. Oh, no. Right. No. You're, these are these are names. No. There's, they're weird names here. They're weird. This is a very it, interesting list here. You're missing so many much better running backs. Right. It was number nine. Number nine is Damian Williams. Oh my! Get the get the fuck out of here! Are you kidding Although, me? I will you say he played like five games. Now listen, though, I will say this: Damian Williams is the starting running back for for Kansas City Chiefs. The high powered offense. But... High powered offense, but it's also high powered offense because you have the number one quarterback in the league, yes. Patrick Mahomes. You have a. I I kinda, you know Tyreek Hill doesn't even play. If you have a if you have a late pick in the draft, I Damian Williams is not a horrible pick. No. But if you if you have to pick a guy like Damian Williams who's truly untested, and this, he this is, he could have a breakout year. He could. Damian Williams is so. pretty quick. His, he doesn't have great hands though, but he is he's an okay running back. Uh, if you're gonna dra- if you're gonna have a late pick and draft Damian Williams on the turnaround, pick another running back, please. Because no. but I wouldn't. I don't see Damian Williams going in the first round here. Not me. Nope. I don't see no I don't see Joe Mixon going in the first round here. Nope. I just I, these names on here. Number 10, listen to number 10. You're going to freak out at number 10 here. Number 10 is Josh Jacobs. Who the fuck is that? Josh Jacobs is the rookie running back running for Oakland. Get the fuck. It's the the running back that Oakland took in the draft. Stop. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. These last three, bro. These last three are out of this world. Get the fuck out of here! I knew when I when I when we when we were getting ready for the show and I was looking at this list, I knew reading down this list uh, that I would get a, some uh, that I would get a rise out of you. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. This is all right. So this is this is the most insane thing because number one. All right, so J- Josh Jacobs at number ten here. This might have happened after the announcement of Hard Knocks because there's been a string of. Every time Hard Knocks comes to you and they film you in the off in the off season preseason, then you have a string of of good games. Hmm. So that may be why. And you know what, Josh Jacobs is he was he was the running back in the draft this this past draft. Okay, still he's got Saquon did as a rookie last year. But Saquon was a a beast. Josh Jacobs is a he's okay. He's not he's, he's not, not he's not Saquon. He's not Saquon, but Josh Jacobs can. They're predicting him to carry the load, but this is also among it's the Oakland Raiders. This is this is the Oakland Raiders. This is also among rumors that Marshawn Lynch is still coming back, which what the fuck the fuck? What do you mean? Oh my god! It's a very this top ten. It's very interesting. You know what? I don't mind the knowing that Damian Williams is nine and Josh Jacobs is ten. I don't mind Joe Mixon at eight. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon will carry the Bengals. Yeah. But I mean, come on. But Damien Damien Williams. I mean, it's not that offense is pr- is primarily Patrick Mahomes. All right, who's and, no, who's and no, Tyree Kill. Who's number eleven? Number eleven is James Conner. Okay. Now we're now we're getting now there. we're getting somewhere because I okay my opinion he's better than Joe Mixon. He's better than where the fuck Josh Jacobs is. He's better than Damien Williams. Like, the fuck. Yeah, and I, yeah. <laughs> and we're still missing, still missing Le'Veon Bell, who's number twelve. Okay, <laughs> you're not so you're they're saying Josh. All these guys are better than you say Melvin Gordon and David Johnson are better than Le'Veon Bell. 
Well, Le'Veon, well, Le'Veon Bell's coming off of a year that he didn't play and all that stuff. There's a lot of there's there's question marks in the air for Bell, but no, I don't agree. I don't agree. I think Bell is. I think with 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 the rarity that there are good running backs in this league, Bell is a top ten running back. If I if I have like I'm in a twelve say I'm in like a twelve team league, and Connor and Bell are there both twelve thirteen, I'm taking both of them. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. Oh yeah. James Conner and Le'Veon Bell in your backfield. Then the then on the turnaround, if you have if you have the tenth pick, if you have the last pick in the draft, you can go running back, running back. There's going to be plenty of wide receivers. I'm sure. Grab. I'm sure you could probably get Josh Jacobs late because no one's gonna know who the fuck he is. Josh Jacobs could be maybe maybe around two running back because look honestly honestly, running backs go early. You have to take a running back early, or Absolutely. you're not going to be successful. The first round should be predominantly all the good running backs, all the solid running backs. Round two should be the pickups. Josh Jacobs, for me, he's a, he's a, he's he's a pickup running back. He's not a, he's not a running back to draft for round one. He's a nobody. Right now he is, but I don't know. With Antonio, with first of all, first of all, Derek Carr is not a good quarterback. Nope. You have you have. You have one of the best wide receivers in the league that joined you, yes, but he's. It's not going to highlight much. David Carr ha- likes to hand the ball off a lot. Now, who was the last good running back in Oakland that had a great year? Be Marshawn had a decent year in, in Oakland, but great year, gr- a great year. Yeah, right. Okay, now besides Marshawn, because he's just nobody. Um, exactly. Off the top of my head, no, no. Well, while you look at this, I'm gonna look it up. Well, Derek. Well, like I said, Derek. They tried in Oakland. They really tried with Derek Carr to have him be a passer. He's just not. So I think you know, Josh Jacobs could be a sleeper pick, but he's just so highly ranked on this. It's just ridiculous. Damian Williams. I I just I don't agree with eight, nine, ten. I think the next. I think eleven, twelve, thirteen, should be eight, nine, ten. Yes. 11 is James Conner, 12 is Le'Veon Bell, and 13 is Dalvin Cook. Well, that should be your 8-9-10. He's, he's a question mark, too, because he can't stay healthy either. Okay, then instead of Dalvin Cook at 13, then Nick Chubb at 14 yeah. should be 10. You know what I'm saying? Like This this list is very weird to me. Um, There's a ton of questions. I, I don't agree with this with, with 8, 9, and 10 here, with, with Mixon, Williams, and Jacobs. I don't know. It's just, it's just, but it's weird though. He went with the top sixty here. Now there are some names on here that are so that are ranked a little too low for me. To me, um, you got guys like Marlon Mack for Indianapolis. So last good running back out of Oakland was Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden, what a what a name drop, Darren McFadden. Yep. Anyway, Darren McFadden. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Oh, that was during that was that was that during um 2010, 12 and 14. Shit. Yeah, that's rough. Um so the, I just want to highlight some names on here. So, um So we have on here uh a very a very questionable top 10. Oh. Without a doubt, the top four, yes, Saquon, Zeke, Christian, and Alvin are t- are easily 
Top four. The top four. They no should, question. They should be the top four picks in every single and the rest, every single fantasy draft. The rest is still a question. The rest is just is so many question marks here. Except for Todd Gurley, he's good at seven. Todd Gurley, I like at seven. The rest, no, sorry, no, no. I, I, I like I like Melvin Gordon there. I would take Melvin Gordon over David Johnson. Yeah, I think but Melvin I Gordon should. I wouldn't take here. Melvin Gordon over James Conner. Mm. It depends on health. Depends on the health. If Melvin Gordon's healthy, he's a better running back than Connor. Okay, given if Bell didn't take the year off, would you take Melvin Gordon over Le'Veon Bell? Uh, no, absolutely not. Okay, absolutely not. But that's but that's why Le'Veon Bell I think is ranked low here because he's on a new team with a new system and he's, he's had a whole year off. So we'll, we'll see. see. Um, but I still think he's top ten. Oh yeah, him and Connor should mm-hmm. be in the top ten. Um. I want to highlight. I, I highlighted Nick Chubb a little bit. Nick Chubb is on is fourteenth here. I think this is a huge year for Cleveland offensively. Uh, I think it's a little too low here. Um, could I see Nick Chubb as I see Nick Chubb finishing in the top ten rankings at the end of the year? Yeah, yeah. Um, I Cleveland is so good on the on paper. The They're team. so good the offensively best team on, on paper. paper. So uh, man, the de- even the defense is is pretty stacked too. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it should be Cleveland's year. Um, if they end up doing what they're supposed to do, I think Nick Chubb is a steal here. He's 14th on this list. Um, number 15 is Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. uh, especially since um, Green Bay has been pretty sluggish these last couple years. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, of course, is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But at the same time, he has one weapon. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. So Aaron Jones needs he needs a good they need a good year from Aaron Jones to be successful. So I think you know, I, I like him at fifteen here because he he's he's a little untested, but at the same time, they need him to do well. Yeah, they do. Um my biggest question mark here, and I think he should be ranked way higher than this, number eighteen. Is Leonard Fournette? Nope. Fuck him. Fuck Leonard Fournette. I want. Well, I, I want to I know why though. Because I drafted him last year. Yeah. How many games did he play last year? And he had he had injuries. Yeah. Yeah. He had an injury. You can't say you can't say healthy. Period. He was injured the year before that too. But he, if you're watching, if you're watching what he's doing right now, he is healthy. He looks good. He's he looks like he's got some some pep in his step here, man. Well. Fuck him. Well, you he screwed a, me. So you got fuck a, him. A better quarterback in Jacksonville. Foles. In in Big Dick Nick. Big Dick Nick is right. You got a better quarterback there. You have a new regime running the running the show there. Leonard Fournette is a veteran of Jacksonville, and he's healthy. He looks healthy. We'll see. I think he's too low at eighteen. When he hurt his hamstring game one. Well, I'll do two shots if that happens. All right, sounds good. Um. You just want some more Jameson, so I do. That was that was very good. That was very good. Um, now I know on here you don't really trust these running backs. Nope, I don't trust anybody in the NFL, <laughs> the National Fixed League. That's what it's called. <laughs> these running backs are for me. They are um, they're later round running backs. Clearly, there's no question about it. But they are steel running backs. The first one on here that I think is a later round steal 
is ranked at, especially in PPR, is ranked at 22, and that's James White. Oh. And ranked 25 mm. is Sony Michelle. I mean, I always say this. You can't trust any New England running back, but if you're in a PPR league, James White is a fucking stud. An absolute stud. Right. James White is a stud. Um, in a non-PPR league, so you want to lean Michelle. on Sonny Michelle. Because Sonny Michelle, I love that kid. Yeah. I love that kid. For I had him last year. I, I lost. I forgot who I lost. I think it was... Uh, oh, I, dra- I drafted Le'Veon Bell last year. Burnt. But I think I had Sonny Michelle as like my third or fourth string running back on my fantasy team. And he ended up pulling big for me. Lindsay had Michelle and James White. That's great. Yeah. Think about Started that. Started both of them? Started both of them. That's great. Yeah. See, that's crazy. You can st- Two running backs on the same team, you can start them. Like three years ago, I had Ben, Brown, and Bell. Oh, yeah. The three yeah. Bs. The killer Bs. Killer that's when they bees. were ki- the killer Bs that year. That's when Bell ran for like 240 and three touchdowns in Buffalo. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking cold. Yeah, I bet. It was great. Though. That was later on in the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. December. Um. So I think those are. I think those two are steals, especially in another, PPR. I think another steal would be is like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is nineteenth on this list, and he yes, he's, he's another huge steal, especially since Marcus Mariota in Tennessee. Eh. There's not a lot of. And he got, uh, what's his face from Miami going to Tennessee? Um, quarterback. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I know Marcus is a starter. Well, Marcus yeah. Mariota is a starter. So he gets hurt again. Um, but no, I think they're going to, ha- they're going to heavily rely on Derrick Henry regardless of their offensive line issues, which they have huge offensive line issues. But Derrick Henry is their playmaker. That's the only guy there. He's a, he's a, he's a steal there. I agree. Um, there's a name on here that um, it's weird because now this list goes. He did top sixty. That's a lot. It's a lot. Late. We're going into the later rounds here. Now the later rounds to me in fantasy is one of the most important rounds that you can possibly have. Um, they're huge, especially if you're if you're forming your bench, or you know, or if you're if you're still picking semi starters. I have 32 is Jordan Howard, who's now in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. 32 is Jordan Howard in Philadelphia. Actually, you know what? Um, Right now... Where's Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen is 30. Really? Actually... I would like I would take Tariq Cohen at thirty than James Howard at thirty two. Here's inter- here's an interesting thing. Numbers thirty one, thirty two, and thirty three. Um actually, thirty, thirty one, thirty two, and thirty three. Those four are steals for me. You got thirty at Tariq is thirty Tariq is Tariq Cohen in Chicago. Thirty one is Tevin Coleman, San Francisco. Yeah, you also got Jarek McKinnon, though. Yeah, but you have Jared McKinnon, but Tevin Coleman, he's been waiting for a backfield of his own. When he was in Atlanta, it was and, and, Freeman Freeman went, and Freeman went down, oh, I had ter- Coleman, Tevin Coleman was a beast. Yeah, he was. And he's been waiting, and I, I think, I still say San Francisco is an up-and-coming team. 
San, I feel I feel like all of this all of San Francisco's offensive weapons are going to be steals this year. I really like that. I really like that squad. Let's so figure out who their number one wide receiver is. Well, we said the same thing about Garoppolo last year. Garoppolo is the ultimate steal as quarterback. Um, so yeah, thirty thirty one thirty two is Jordan Howard in Philadelphia. Thirty three is Lamar Miller in Houston. That's at thirty three. He's their starter, isn't he? He's their starter. That's bad. Now Lamar Miller to me is very inconsistent because every year it seems to be a different Lamar Miller. But oh yeah, I like Lamar Miller though. Mm. If you had, mm. if if you needed a second running back by the time this gets to you, now thirty three. Now Lamar Miller at thirty three. It doesn't mean thirty three overall pick. Yeah. Okay. When we're talking running backs, we're not obviously in the first two rounds. Yeah. But after that, then wide receivers get drafted, quarterbacks get drafted. Matthew Berry is basically saying that Lamar Miller here is going to drop down to like the fifth or sixth round. That's uh, yeah, that's a late steal. That's a steal. That's a steal. But I still wouldn't draft him though. I mean, I wouldn't either. But um, oh, Jarek McKinnon at thirty nine. Hmm. So Tevin Coleman, Tevin Coleman's a starter in San Francisco. I guess so. But, but they paid but McKinnon, McKinnon all that money. Right. It's well, it's going to be a two headed beast. Obviously. So he's going to do what he did in Atlanta. No, I think he's going to be the head guy. Okay. I think he's going to be the Freeman in that scenario. Okay. Um, LaShawn McCoy. Shady. He's at 41. Oh, my God. Are now. The, are the Bills going to be that bad this year? The Bills are going to be that bad. I think they're going to be the worst team in the league, I'm predicting. Here is uh, a handcuff. Uh, one of the biggest handcuffs I see on here, especially on this list, on this very questionable top ten list. Number nine is Damian Williams at Kansas City. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. 49 is Carlos Hyde. Where is he now? In Kansas City. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, I think he's a safer pick late, late rounds. If Damian Williams doesn't phase out. Like, it, yeah. But, I mean, we're getting to the stages where we're, 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 on, we're on bench duty now. You got guys here like Deion Lewis. Mm-hmm. 50. What about Mark Ingram? Or Alex, Al, yeah, Alex Collins. Mark Ingram is 23rd. Where's Alex Collins? Alex Collins. He was running back last year in Baltimore. He's not on this list. I don't know how. He's not here. The only Baltimore running back on this list is Mark Ingram. That's stupid. At 23. Which is a steal. Yeah. Mark Ingram's a steal. Oh, I forgot. 24 is my boy Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay is a beast. Royce Freeman at 44. That's a that's a good one two handcuff. Yeah. Mm. Eh. Eh. Lamar Miller. Okay, Lamar Miller's at 33. His backup is at 45. Is Don Dante Foreman? Deont- Don- De- yeah, I know you're Deonta talking about. For- anyway, Foreman. That could be a good. That's a good handcuff. Um, I think Carlos Hyde is the best handcuff on here. If you had to draft Damian Williams, 
obviously take another running back in the round in in your next round. Absolutely. But if you ha- if you take Damian Williams, you should be locking in on Carlos Hyde. Put him um, in your queue for handcuffs lately rounds. Right. Um, Kareem Hunt is on this list in Cleveland. But you know we all know what's going on with him. Suspended the first six games. Right. So uh, I'm at. I'm so sure the Chiefs I'm at, are I'm kicking themselves the in the ass now. Right. I'm at. I'm at. I'm at. I'm at the the end of the rope here. All right. With number sixty being Giovanni Bernard. I don't mind Giovanni Bernard. And yeah, he's he's a late. He's probably like the last pick of your draft. Yeah. Yeah. De- decent guy to have there, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah. So that's it. That is um, my my words of wisdom. My Wednesday words of wisdom for fantasy this week. Go running back in the first round. Don't go wide receiver. There's plenty of wide receivers in this draft, mm-hmm. which we'll discuss next week. This this year is so such a rarity. You you heard you heard our top ten. You heard Matthew Berry's top ten. And you heard our disgust for the last three pit three, so really the top seven, with with the exception of David Johnson, yeah. So like so like six out of the top ten we agree with. That's how rare running backs are in this draft. Once you get past the first and second round, every running back after that point is a huge question mark. My words of wisdom, my fantasy words of wisdom for Wednesday: draft running backs early, draft them often. All right. First two rounds could be running backs. Can't beat that. Why not? Yeah, now those Mike's words of wisdom were brought to you by High Tour Lanes. High Tour Lanes is a family fun bowling alley located in West Havishaw, New York. They have uh, great food, great bowling, moonlight bowling on Saturdays, $2.50 specials on Sundays, some summer leagues, winter leagues. They have it all. They're having some... I know laser tag being put in. They're doing some renovation right now, but they are still open. If you go to High Tour and mention this podcast, you get both two games. You get the third free. Can't beat that at all. It's a great time. No, sir. Great time. There's no poker, though. So Yeah. You keep rubbing it in. I know. I'm just upset. You didn't go last night? No. Nah. I didn't go. We went and got pizza anyway last night. Oh, okay. That works. Um... So, just to close the show out, I want to, uh, just a few things. We're going to get to Guilty or Not Guilty, but uh, I want to do, I want to just do like a birthday segment. You know, why not? Sure. Throw some birthday shout outs. Happy birthday, Hideki Matsui. Hmm. Today. Happy birthday, Mark Henry. Yes. Sexual chocolate right there. Sexual chocolate. Happy birthday, Dallas Clark. Oh. Yeah. Stud tight end for... Peyton Manning. And for uh, Steeler fans out there, happy birthday, Larry Foote. The foot. Yeah, the foot. The foot makes it to the show, just not that <laughs> foot. That's with an E. So uh, I just want to go through Guilty Not Guilty, then we'll do this day in sports. And then, hey, uh, it is all you to sign off on this bitch. Uh, I'm going to go with a very controversial one, Guilty Not Guilty. Uh, my Guilty Not Guilty this week is Tiger Woods will miss the first cut. In the U.S. Open. Mm, no. <laughs> Not happening. Tiger loves Pebble Beach. He loves Pebble Beach. So I don't, and like, I said, I don't see it happening. I even wrote down that they're playing at Pebble Beach, too. I'm sticking with my guns here. I really... 
I don't know. Uh, something in me, maybe maybe it's just the craziness. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm going a little crazy. Maybe it was the shot I think that the, I took. But I heard the roughs are brutal. Or down there. Yeah. Brutal. Yep. So that's that's my guilty or not guilty. I I'm going with Tiger missing the first cut at Pebble Beach this week. Not guilty. Okay. Nope. We'll see. Nope. Nope. We'll see. Now my guilty or not guilty is the Warriors in seven. <laughs> seven games. See, see, this is this is tough for me too because it really doesn't. Like I said before, it doesn't really matter who wins for me here. But the last the last two times they played at the Oracle, the Raptors just took it. The Raptors, there really wasn't a momentum shift here. Well, so, you know, think about it. Though, the last two games in Oracle, you had Clay go down. Clay had twenty three and a half. And he got he went down to injury. That was game. With twenty three and a half though, he yeah. went down. Which is still a yeah, solid that was, game. That was game what, three? He went down game three. Right. Didn't play game four and Steph tried to do it all himself. So they weren't really playing the Warriors. They're playing like a third of the Warriors. So So I'm saying Golden State's gonna win and they're gonna win in Toronto and just shove it in Drake's face. Shove it. Down his throat. I you know what? Uh they have to win two in a row against a solid Raptors team that just is they just want to win. I'm gonna say not guilty here, man. I think the Raptors win. Tonight? Six or seven? Tomorrow. Okay. I think they I think they win tomorrow. No chance. Another shot? Sure. Got it. Well I won't wait, be here. Are we, wait. No, I uh, won't be here. No two shows. Yeah, I'll be here for next show. I'll yeah, be here next week. Yeah, next week is next week will be here. Yeah. Um that means that means uh, I have to figure out how to do a show in two weeks. Yeah, and it'll just be me. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> or if anyone wants to step up, maybe I'll have I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll have someone. I'll have someone here. Well, on the show. On the show. Not in my apartment. No, obviously not. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be in the studio. I hope so. Um, get your shit together, foot. So, um, yeah, I'm going with not. I'm. I don't. I don't think that's happening, man. I think the Raptors take it in Game Six. Uh, win for KD. That's all it is. Win for KD. Um. So, what do you have left? Um, this day in sports, it's actually a pretty good one. It is a good one. Um, in 1880, June 12th, 1880, 139 years ago, John Lee Richmond was the first major league pitcher to throw a perfect game. Hmm. It's the perfect the first major league perfect game in oh. 1880. Do you see that girl from uh well one of my friends Mike Zacchio. Hopefully he's become a guest soon, I hope. Yeah, he I does, love that man. Uh sports like writing for like all Rockland. And he does like girl softball, basketball, other stuff. Some girl from Mayo Pack, I think it was, threw a perfect game of softball. Seven innings, 21 strikeouts. Really? Yep. Struck, a, a legit perfect game. Like, struck, struck out, everybody Literally out. struck out every batter? 21 straight. Holy shit. Yep. That's crazy. That's, ab- absurd. that's unheard of, man. Yeah. Oh, my. That's unreal. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to that. Huge shout out. That's crazy. That's, that's the, the odds are astronomical. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. Oh yeah, huge shout out. Good good shit. All right. 
So that brings us to the end of our show. That is a wrap. Well, well sir. no, wait, wait. We no. do another. We had a guess. Oh, my oh, bowling is yeah, tonight. Oh, yeah, you bowl tonight. So I bowl tonight. Smacked the under last week. Smacked oh, it. By a long shot. Pow. Smacked it. Cool. We had a guess. Um, we'll keep the same score. 675. N- no, I'm still going under. All right. I'm still going to take the under here. Fuck it. Fuck it. Okay, now that really brings us to the end of the show. That's a fucking wrap. Yes, don't forget, we will be back next week to talk some wide receivers, I think, next. So listen in, follow us, like us, share us, tell everyone, and we will see you guys keep on preaching on.